0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. I want to walk with you today through a little bit of history because God works in seasons. His timing is perfect and He does things for a reason because He is a God who keeps His covenants unto a thousand generations and when the fullness of time has come he will fulfill the terms of it by whatever means are necessary many of you may know this or perhaps you do not but we have recently celebrated the anniversary of the mayflower compact for those of you who do not know what this is it was the first legal governing contract or constitution of the United States of America made for the settlers of Plymouth before they even left Cape Town to come to the newly discovered America. It was written as a covenant between God and men that America would be used for the furtherance of the Christian faith to all of the world. Those early Puritan founding fathers left everything, risked their lives and families to fulfill their part in the covenant, to go to this land of which they felt that God was sending them, not even knowing where they were going, just like Abraham did. They fulfilled in faith their part in it. Therefore, will God fulfill in the power of his grace his part in it? He will use this nation to spread the true gospel of Jesus to all of the world because he is a God who keeps his covenant. On November 21st of this year, 2020, we celebrated the 400th year anniversary of the signing of this covenant. This is very significant spiritually and prophetically because when God wants to prepare a person for a mission, To come out of this time of preparation in the power of the Holy Spirit. He requires 40 days with them like Moses, Elijah, and even Jesus. However, when he wants to prepare a nation for a mission. To come out of their time of preparation in the power of his Holy Spirit. He biblically took 400 years to do it. The Israelites, for example, were in Egypt for 400 years. Then Moses appears to physically lead them out of it, to demonstrate God's glory through it, first in a pressing, then in power. We see this parallel again that Israel was governed by judges for a period of 400 years. Then King David appears to politically lead them out of it, first in a pressing, then in in power. Every time this 400-year period happened, it came with a shaking. Israel again went through a 400-year time period of spiritual darkness. Then Jesus appears to spiritually lead them out of it first in oppressing, then in power. There is a biblical precedence to God preparing a nation to be used to demonstrate his glory and greatness in the earth, bringing his people out of it to bring that gospel forth through a 400-year time period that ends with a shaking, a pressing, a Gethsemane moment where things get uneasy and their faith in the system is broken and they become completely dependent on him as they step out in the true power of the Holy Ghost. So is this what is happening again as we come to the end of our 400-year time period from the time at which this covenant was given? Has the terms of it come to fruition and God himself is bringing the fulfillment of it? I think so. So what is our place in it? Because what happened for the children of Israel in Egypt wasn't because of them but rather was because of the covenant that God made with Abraham before them. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, we read the words of God to Abraham when he was making the covenant, when he prophetically spoke to him and said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. His hand shall do it. And after this shall they come out of it with great substance. You see, the Israelites here had to go through oppressing, a Gethsemane season, through plague and opposition, But it was all part of God's plan of physical deliverance, and they came out of it with great physical giftings and abundance. Again, later in Scripture, we read that after a 400-year period of spiritual darkness in Israel, Jesus shows up, and again, there is a pressing, a Gethsemane. I don't know if you are aware of this, but the word Gethsemane literally means a pressing. It was an olive press. It was a weight. It was a stone that was used to press the oil out of the olive that it would be crushed and the oil could flow freely from it, not hindered by its flesh. And it was this olive oil that was always used in the Old Testament to represent the anointing of God. We cannot move in a true anointing unless we have allowed our flesh to be broken. So that the Spirit of God can freely flow through us. But sadly enough, we are so spoiled and selfish that it rarely comes, except we go through oppressing. Jesus, who was obedient in every form and fashion, was willing to go through this to demonstrate it to us. He literally went to Gethsemane, got on his knees, the place of pressing, and prayed with such fervency that his sweat as great drops of blood began to pour out of him under the weight of what he knew was coming. But he was willing to endure it because he knew that there would be great glory on the other side of it. Because my friend, Pentecost never comes, except but on the other side of Passover. Jesus knew that he had to go through This difficult season, in order to see God's glory manifested, it was all happening for a reason. So therefore, after that 400 years of spiritual darkness, while the people cried out for deliverance, Jesus shows up and is willing to go through the pressing, the Gethsemane, opposition, yes, even crucifixion. But it was all part of God's plan of spiritual deliverance. And those who trusted in him and followed and stuck with him came out of it with great spiritual giftings and abundance. So why do I tell you this in parallel to the Mayflower Compact and the covenant that was made with the Puritans and God concerning America? Because God doesn't change, my friend. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he's done before, he will do again. Therefore, we look to his patterns to see what is coming. Because America has always been a nation divided, whether you saw it or not. It has Christian Puritan roots, making it a spiritual Israel. But it also has dark Masonic roots, making it a spiritual Egypt. Two kingdoms at war within itself. But now, after 400 years, They're being pulled apart. And what seems like division, I think, is actually deliverance. It might get a little shaky like it always does at the end of these seasons of preparation. But the true saints of God that are willing to stay true to maintain their trust in God will come out of this spiritual Egypt and Israel into the true kingdom of God that is not made with hands, with both physical and spiritual blessings and giftings. For nothing is too hard for him, and he does everything for a reason. Yes, you will have to go through oppressing a Gethsemane, but it's all part of God's plan of deliverance and the anointing that will flow out of the faithful who stand in faith through what is coming will cover the whole earth with God's glory. Not because of us, but because he is a God who keeps his covenants unto a thousand generations. Not only is it now 400 years since God's covenant with the early Christians of America, it has also been 4,000 years since his covenant with Abraham. My friend, nothing is happening right now By chance or circumstance, we serve a real God who keeps his covenants. Therefore, will nothing stop the shaking that is coming? Because it's simply time for things to happen. So I implore you today to put away your plots and your plans and all of your ambitions and get in your prayer closet and find your place in it. Because you were born for such a time. As this, not Moses, not Elijah, not Smith's Wigglesworth or Catherine Coolman, none of the greats of the past that we like to talk about, but God chose you for now. Therefore, it is time to come out of Egypt and Israel because the greatest outpouring that the world has ever seen is coming and he chose you to be part of it. Don't miss it because you were distracted by the plagues of Egypt, like Pharaoh. Don't miss it because you're fighting to keep the old system alive, like the Pharisees. Follow God with faithful anticipation into whatever he brings us to next because he will not send us where he isn't with us. Because my friend, I leave you with this, that it's time. For the whole world to be blessed by the true teachings of Jesus in its fullness. And he will do it, even if he has to press it out of you. Because he made a covenant, 400 and 4,000 years ago. And he will keep it. The question is, are you willing to say today, come what may, Lord use me to do it? Lord, we pray today that as we stand on the precipice of the fullness of time in what you are doing, that we are willing to trust you through it. Lord, we know that you spoke even to the Pharisees in your time. And you told them that they were able to discern the face of the sky and the weather and all manner of science, but they could not discern the spiritual season that they were in. Therefore, they fought against it and missed their place in it. You literally told them they missed their moment of visitation. Lord, let us never be guilty of this. Lord, help us to understand the gifts and the callings that you have placed on us, the commissions that you have put in our hands the assignments that you are giving us, give us patience to wait for your orders and give us boldness to fulfill them once they're uttered. Father, we repent as a nation for not bringing ourselves willingly to a place where you could use us to fulfill the terms of this contract. Yes, Lord, we have exported missionaries to all corners of the earth, but many times it was with our own version of your word. But Lord, you're going to bring the real thing to fruition in this season, a real demonstration of your life and teachings. We understand, Lord, that it is going to get shaky and nothing is going to stop it because there is a real enemy bringing opposition to what he knows is coming. But we truly believe in faith that it is time for you to fulfill your covenant to the Puritans. And that what is happening now is all part of how you are doing it. You are separating the goats from the sheep. You are purifying the bride. You are preparing them to be able to be strong and do great exploits and rightly represent the true message of Jesus, the fruits of your spirit. For do what you have to do to press a real anointing out of the American church and send it forth with a true gospel and demonstration of the teachings of Jesus to every corner of this earth. We have prayed for generations. Let us see the book of Acts demonstrated to this generation. Let them see a greater outpouring than even then. But Lord, they did not understand what they were praying, but you are going to fulfill it. Nonetheless, the world is going to see a real demonstration of the book of Acts through us, but they're going to see all of it. They're going to see power in persecution. They're going to see faith in tribulation. They're going to see compassion in trial. They're going to see provision in hardship. They're going to see healing in pestilence. And you were so gracious to choose us to be part of it for we were born, created, commissioned and equipped for such a time as this. Lord, let not one of us miss our place in it. Help the true church of Jesus Christ, the saints of the living God, to not become distracted by what's happening around them, by the boisterous wind and waves and the storm. But let them keep their eyes on you, Lord, that they might be able to walk on water in the midst of it and bring you glory to cause other people's faith to be stirred. Let us determine our spirit to prepare our hearts for evangelism. Because the people will more desperately than ever need to see the real message, power, and compassion of Jesus in the midst of what is coming. Lord, help us to teach the little ones to keep watching and waiting for your returning. Lord, help us to teach them to keep their faith and focus on you, Jesus, and not on the storm around them. Because the storm cannot drown them if you're walking in it with them. Let the church be prepared to walk in such a great outpouring of your spirit, that if you would so choose to tarry for a generation or two, that the faith of millions would continue to be stirred by it. Let there be such mighty moves of faith and grace that it will sustain the faith of others through the hard days that precede your returning. Lord, there are those among us who are willing to pray today. You can use me for it. I recognize the season. I'm not distracted by the plagues of Egypt. I'm not so bound to the temples and the luxury and the ease of the Hellenized religious system of our current spiritual Israel that I'm willing to miss my moment to walk with the king in the harvest fields.